Welcome to the Dad Improvement Podcast, where we believe in improvement over perfection. Happy New Year! Welcome to 2023! Hope everyone's 2022 is alright. Um, and since it is the New Year, figure everyone's working on setting up their resolutions, so now would be a great time to talk about goal setting. So I'm going to go over kind of how I like to set up my goals for the year and break them down and... Um, basically just give you some of, I don't know, tips and tricks, and hopefully it'll help you guys set goals to accomplish in your 2023. So first off, how do you set goals? Well, that's a pretty easy question to answer. You just think about the things that you would like to accomplish this year. It makes sense that that is how you would do it. Now, once you figure out what you want to do for the year, that's when the uh, work starts. So Set your goals, come up with something you want to accomplish. And then the first thing I like to do, write it down. I can't tell you how many times I've had an idea or a goal. If I don't write it down right away, I'm going to forget it in the next 15 minutes. So sit down with a pen and paper, put the pen to paper and physically write down the goals that you have. So actually put it on a piece of paper so you can see it all the time. Now, the way that I like to actually do it, I'm looking at my 2022 list right here. I just take a piece of paper and I fold it into quarters. Uh, you can have as many as you want, I guess. I, I like to break it down into groups so that I can see kind of the same things all in one spot. So, like, I have the things that I have to do for the addition or for the house that year. In one, I got finance under another one, health and fitness under another and the last is stuff for my self-improvement and for uh, my family. So I like to kind of break them up into groups so that I can, you know, it's not just kind of like a big mess of, oh, here's all my goals for the year. And you look at it and you go, oh, that's not really anything uh, that I can pay attention to. So I like to get it a little bit in order and put all my goals into those four categories. You can choose different categories if you want. You can have more categories, you can have less categories, kind of whatever floats your boat. Now a lot of times with goals is you have like a big goal. So you go, okay, I want to lose 12 pounds this year, which when you just look at it, seems like a lot. And especially if you go, oh, well I have from January 1st until December 31st of 2023 to accomplish that 12 pound loss. So what happens? You put it off. You always put it off. The first couple of months, eh, not a big deal. Then you get into summer and you go, oh, well, I'm kind of out and about and partying and yeah, I lose a little bit of weight so I look good in a bathing suit. And then you put a little more on when the kids go back to school or now you're getting into fall, you're getting closer to Thanksgiving, you start putting on weight from Halloween, Thanksgiving, and all of a sudden it's December and you've only lost two pounds. And you go, how do I lose 10 pounds before December 31st? Well, you don't. So, what I like to do with a big goal, say you want to lose 12 pounds. Alright, so a pound is 3,500 calories. So, if you want to lose 12 pounds, start breaking it down into smaller steps. So, that 12 pounds is really one pound a month. So, you want to lose one pound a month. Now, that 3,500 calories is your one pound. So, you need to cut out 3,500 calories a month which now still sounds like a lot, but let's break it down even further. So now that's 
875 calories a week. All right, that seems a little more manageable. Let's break it down even further. You get to 125 calories a day. So in order to lose 12 pounds from January 1st to December 31st, you need to cut 125 calories a day out of your diet for the rest of the year. Now I have a can of Pepsi right in front of me, and it's a 12 ounce can, and it's 150 calories. So if you drink soda or have a couple cans of Pepsi or soda a day, if you just take one can of Pepsi out of your day, every day from the first day of the year to the last day of the year, and you change nothing else, nothing, you do everything exactly the same, one can of soda, you're gonna lose 12 pounds by the end of the year. So you see how as you roll it back and you make those steps smaller and smaller, it gets easier and easier. It doesn't seem like a big deal to cut one can of soda out or one cookie or something like that out of your diet every day, but to just lose 12 pounds, you put it off, you put it off, you put it off, and then it's a huge goal for the last month, and you just aren't gonna make it. That's just what happens, it's a mental game. Now the same could be said for something in finance. So let's say you wanna save $2,500 by the end of the year. You go, you know what, I, uh, I got $2,500 towards something that I wanna buy at the end of the year. So, or just gifts in general. Say you spend that much money on Christmas and you go, you know what, this year I got really strapped, I put it on my credit card, I got way behind, it really screwed me over. So I wanna save up $2,500 by next December so that I can pay off my credit card right away after Christmas. Same idea. You can't just all of a sudden at the end of the year go come up with $2,500. It doesn't work that way. So again, break it down. $2,500 a year. That's $208 a month. That's $52 a week. I don't know how much everybody makes out there, but a lot of times $50 a week is probably manageable. So if you just put aside 50 bucks a week, you're gonna have $2,500 at the end of the year. Just take that $50, put it away, put it in different accounts, put it in a sock drawer, whatever you gotta do to keep it out of your way and out of your mind, and that will help you save up that big amount of money that you want by the end of the year. Now, another thing I like to do is I like to put a deadline on each step. Now, we know that we have goals for the year, that's tough. You go, yeah, I can do it anytime from now until December 31st. It's tough to look at it like that because now any day you could accomplish that goal, but you don't do it. So the reason I like to break it down into steps is because I like to put a deadline on each step. So if I want to deadlift 400 pounds, yeah, you could say that by the end of the year, I want to deadlift 400 pounds. Let's just say right now I only deadlift 300. Well, you gotta figure out a way to get 100 more pounds into your deadlift by the end of the year. It's not gonna happen overnight. So what if you just broke that 100 extra pounds down again? Again, just breaking it down into smaller portions. And you just say, after three months, I wanna be able to deadlift 325. After six months, I wanna be able to deadlift 350. Nine months, 375. And at 12 months, you're up to 400. So if you can break it down and you give yourself a deadline, then that dictates what you do in those three months. You have to be able to put on 25 pounds to your, to your deadlift or your lift in general. And in order to get to that deadline, you have to work at it earlier. That way you're just working at things earlier in smaller increments. 
than waiting until the end and trying to put it all into one last-ditch effort at the end of the year. It's just a matter of procrastination. It's the same thing that everybody did when they were in high school. You got a project, and what did you do? You put it off, you put it off, you put it off. And then the last week, all of a sudden, you go, ah, man, I got to do all of this. And what was the difference between the type of people that put it off the whole time and then did it in the last week and the kids who were always getting A's and were good students and did a little bit each week? It was always a better project. If you break it these things down into smaller steps and just do them a little bit at a time, there's such a higher success rate. You can be so much better at it. You can put out such a better product and the goal doesn't seem as unattainable. Sometimes we put these goals out there and they just, they seem kind of crazy, like especially big weight loss or saving up money or purchasing your first house or anything that's a big goal seems very daunting. But when you break it down into smaller steps, each step doesn't seem very daunting, but each step brings you closer to that goal. So you're working at that goal without having to tackle it all at once. You ever heard the metaphor of how to eat an elephant? One spoon at a time? It's the same idea with goals. If you just take it one step at a time, you'll eventually get there. You're getting closer each step of the way. Now, speaking of daunting goals, when I write out my goal list for the year, a lot of it is just things that I kind of just do. Um, all, you know, under house I have like tile the new bathrooms. Yeah, well I did that and I got to check it off. And these are just things that you do throughout the year. They're kind of, they're not easy, but they are kind of easy. They're just things that were gonna happen anyway. You know, last year I put on uh, purchase a truck or fix my old truck. It was something that had to be done. My truck was about to break down and not be able to be driven anymore. So regardless of whether it was attainable or not, I would have had to have purchased a new vehicle or fix my truck. Those were my only options. So it was just things that I was gonna have to do. In the same respect, I like to put reach goals onto my list. I know they sound crazy, but I like to have some stuff on there that's gonna make me work at it. The reason I do this, so for the past two years, I've put under my finance list, purchase rental property. I don't have money, time, or the knowledge to buy a rental property right now. The market is also miserable to try to go out and buy a rental property right now. Uh, the prices of houses are just through the roof, the interest rates are way up. It's just not something that seems attainable in the near future. So why would I put it on there if I know I'm probably not gonna do it this year. I haven't done it the last two years. I probably won't do it in 2023, but it is on my list. The reason I put that on my list is because it dictates the way I go about my day on a day-to-day -day basis. Nobody wakes up one day and just goes, hmm, I think I'll buy a, a rental property today. I'm just going to go out and get one and that'll be a source of income for me and it was that easy. It doesn't happen like that. First you have to save up some money. Or, you know what, first you have to make the decision 
to actually purchase a rental property. You might have to have a conversation with your wife or your husband. You have to figure out where, how big, how many family of a house is going to be. Is it going to be residential or commercial? Is it going to be an apartment? Is it going to be a condo? Whatever it is, you got to actually do some research into it and think about it. What are you going to get? The next step is you got to have some money. No bank is just going to hand you a, a deed for a mortgage and just say, here you go, it's all yours. No, you got to have a down payment. You got to have some money put away. And then on top of that, you need to get renters in there. So you need to do some research into who you're going to have in there, the area that it should be in. So are you more geared towards older people, like retirement age, or younger couples who are going to have kids? Because that dictates where you're going to buy. If you're going to have a younger family, you probably want to be somewhere near some good schools. If you're going to be in some sort of um, older couples and retirement age, then you're probably going to want a quieter neighborhood that doesn't have a whole bunch of young families in it. So all of these things need to be thought about beforehand. Everything needs to be planned out ahead of time. So you don't just wake up and say, I'm going to purchase a rental property. So this is why I put it on my list. Because I want to start now thinking about those things. If I want income from a rental property, I have to think about, do I want young families? Do I want older couples? Do I want to have a large amount of families in um, an apartment or some sort of a condo complex? Do I want a single family home? Do I want multifamily home? I also have to put aside some money for a down payment. So now I know that I money I'm saving might go towards this. So now when I just want to spend money willy-nilly on whatever I want out in the world, I think to myself, oh, well, if I spend this $1,500 right now on this whatever new tool or whatever it is that I'm getting from my house that I probably don't actually need, that's $1,500 less that I have towards a down payment on that rental property. So it dictates how I go about my day. I don't spend money as often as I used to because I'm squirreling it away into a little bit of a nest egg, hoping that I can turn it into more money somewhere else. And you can use that mentality for any goals, really. Let's say, again, you want to lose weight or you want to get stronger or bigger or more muscular. If your big goal is to lose 20 pounds by the end of the year, then if you're thinking about it all the time and it seems unattainable to you or the people around you, at least you know that that's your big goal. So now on a day-to-day -day basis, someone offers you a cookie and you go, ah, oh, man, I really shouldn't because, you know, I, I was real close to my calories the other day, so I should probably cut that back. It just, it helps you make better decisions along the way if you have a goal that seems a little bit out of your reach, or it seems a little bit unattainable to you or somebody around you. You may never get there, but it helps you work at it. Now, my homework for you for the next week or so would be to write out your own goal list. Sit down 20 minutes, probably all it's going to take. Just sit down, get a piece of paper, get a pen in your hand, and think about the goals that you want to accomplish this year. Think about 
where you want to be a year from now. Really sit down and think about the fact that you're going to come back to this list a year from now and you're going to look at it and you're going to check off the things that you accomplished over the year. So what are the things that are going to make you feel happy that you checked off? Really think about that. Really think about where you want to be a year from now and the things that you want to have accomplished. And then take those ideas, put them on paper, break them down into smaller goals, and then the most important thing, hang this piece of paper up somewhere where you see it every day. I have my list over my bureau, and every day when I get dressed, it's staring right at me. I can see it. As I'm getting dressed for work and putting my boots on, I'm reading through, reminding myself of the goals that I set for this year. And are there any that are close? Are there any steps that I go, oh, you know what? Actually, I'm pretty close. I can do that this weekend. Or I can, I can work on that for the rest of the week and I can hit that next week. You need to be able to look at it and refer back to it all year long. You want to look at it often. You want to remind yourself. And break it down into small steps. And keep hitting those small steps. Put deadlines on them if you need to. Hit those deadlines. And by the end of the year, those goals that seemed unattainable, if you're not there yet, I bet you are damn close. So as always, remember, improvement over perfection.